Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. My name is Dan and I am your host and I am on the stage with yet another rock star and I'm very excited to get to know Case Phillips. And Case is the partner and co-founder of RBA, which uh, is an agency branding agency and, and so forth. So Case, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Really excited to be on. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to it. Let's dive in, shall we? So you are branding and advertising down in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Case, how did you get into the agency world and running your own agency? Oh man, uh, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> All the time, um, man. why not? Yeah, so um I mean, I'll start from like kind of the very beginning. I was, uh, and I'll, I'll try to go fast, but I was a, uh, a creative writing major in college and, uh, didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do with that. And, uh, there was a show, uh, called trust me that came on like TNT or something that was maybe aired for like eight episodes or 10 episodes, but it was about this, uh, art director and copywriter tandem, uh, in, uh, Chicago and all about an agency and, and all this stuff. And so, uh, I watched it. I loved it. And I was like, Hey, maybe that's something I can do with my, you know, my degree here. And so, yeah. uh, I started off in the business as a copywriter, went to work for uh, an experiential agency out of, out of college. Um, didn't love it there, uh, left after, um, a couple of months and then, uh, had a couple of, you know, I've always had the entrepreneurial bug. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, and, uh, so started a couple of my own companies that, that didn't quite make it. And then, uh, I ended up landing, uh, at an agency in Dallas, uh, that at the time was called cannonball. And, uh, I'd kind of at that point decided that, you know, while I think I'm a very good writer, I don't think I'm a great writer. Um, and so I felt that I was more suited, you know, for the account side of the business. And so, uh, I spent about five years there working, uh, in client service, uh, moved my way up from account executive to director of client services. Um, and then, uh, it was really fortuitous, uh, Ross Cromarty, who's my partner here at RBA, one of my partners, um, he and I had just been talking, you know, a few weeks before this, but I saw a post on Facebook, uh, from him that said, uh, like, Hey, I, I just sold my first company, uh, like stay tuned for what's next. So I texted him and I said, Hey, you know, what's going on? And he said, let's go meet for a beer. So, uh, I met him and, uh, one of our other co-founders, John Buckner, who's no longer here. Um, but I met them for a beer and, uh, you know, things, things started moving forward. And, um, yeah, so I, I actually, I was having a, uh, 4th of July party. Uh, it was on July 3rd. I think it was like a Saturday. I don't remember why, but, uh, it was July 3rd and I was like pretty hammered and I was talking to my wife, uh, or I guess my fiance at the time. And I said, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the opportunity with Ross. I think I'm going to go for it. She said, all right, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's start this thing. So, awesome. Um, I did that and here we are, you know, four and a half, almost five years later. Um, and it's been a, a hell of a ride. I always tell any entrepreneur or anybody, you know, uh, in the agency business too, but entrepreneurs, especially that it's, it really is a roller coaster. It's, um, 
you know, one day you think you are uh, on top of the world and you're going to, you know, scale your company to a you know nine figure company and you know, everything's going right. And then the next day you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, you know, we might go to business tomorrow and, uh, you know, hopefully we can avoid that, but it's, it's a roller coaster ride and, uh, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, you know, knock on wood, we've, we've, uh, we've had some pretty decent success so far. Yeah. Well, it's pretty decent success case. You're being modest. You guys were, uh, voted ad age is one of the best places to work in 2021. Like that's, pretty awesome. And it's only <laughs> February. So as we're recording, um, so how do you scale and grow over the years then? You know, you guys have been around a few years, you've got experience before RBA, but how is RBA scaling and growing? Yeah, I think it's really kind of, I think culture is a big part of it. Um, you mentioned the ad age award and, and, uh, we were number six in 2020, number three in 2021. So we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but you know, as Ross always likes to say, happy cows make the best milk. And uh, I really think that that's, you know, an approach that we've really taken since day one. And, you know, we, you know, Ross and I had both worked for, for good bosses. We'd worked for bad bosses and we knew, you know, the kind of people that, that we wanted to be and to lead a company. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just boils down to treating your people well and, and treating them right and kind of treating them how you want to be treated. And so I think that's been really helpful uh, in terms of, you know, attracting good talent, retaining that talent, um, and people just, you know, finding a, a great place to work that in turn does great for, you know, work for our clients. So, yeah. um, I think that we've really, um, as far as how we've grown and scaled, I think, um, I think we've always been really open-minded. I think we really practice what we like to call radical open-mindedness. And, uh, you know, just because we did something a month ago doesn't mean that that's the right thing to keep doing. Uh, so we've always been really open to, to change, uh, to input from everybody, whether it's, you know, people in leadership or even an intern or, you know, uh, a junior account coordinator um, and just really trying to, you know, constantly, you know, keep our processes to where they're efficient, they're working well. Um, and then of course, you know, our, our service listing has grown as well since we started, we really started out, you're doing a lot of video work and we still do, um, but a lot of it in the commercial real estate industry. And uh, we've really expanded that scope uh, of work to, you know, become the agency record for several uh, really great companies that, that we're really proud to call clients. Awesome. So let's, let's get into a little bit of that client talk. Um, culture is what helps re, uh, find and retain great employees. So as far as the great clients that you work with, um, let's have a little bit of story time. What's a favorite sure. story that highlights a specific way that you and RBA have served those clients that you work with? Hmm. It's a great question. Um, let me think of a, a great story. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think just one off the top of my head is um, there, and it made a little bit of national news. Um, I'm not sure if, if all the listeners know it, but um Back in a pre-COVID world, uh, right about this time last year, which seems like you know ten years ago, but um, there was a, a pretty nondescript building that um, was being demolished in Dallas, and you know they they did all the charges and the dynamite and, and the TNT and all that stuff, and then um, the elevator shaft stayed standing and it was leaning a little bit, and so uh, it became the leaning tower of Dallas, and uh, so it you know it was covered in the New York Times and Washington Post and you know, on morning shows and it kind of became this, this regional attraction uh, where people were out taking pictures of it. And we had a relationship with the, uh, the company that was, uh, or that is developing that piece of land. And, 
you know, after about a day, they said, man, this, this leaning tower is kind of taking off. Like, you know, how can we capitalize on it? Um, and so it, I think that's a really good story because I think it shows, uh, you know, the campaign was really successful. We created um, a Twitter account that was, you know, at leaning tower of Dallas that like had its own personality. I don't think anybody knows that was us. Uh, so I might be disclosing something at this point, but um <laughs> But yeah, and it it really you know we helped promote you know art uh, artist contests where you know people were out drawing it. We did all these events around it where there were DJs and and um, you know cotton candy and ice cream and families came out. And I think that that's a really great client story because you know oftentimes in our business it's like okay a client brings you on and you're like all right well I need a month to ramp up or I need six weeks to ramp up and we got to get our strategy together and we got to get our you know our creative together and all this stuff and. And I think with that, it was really just, you know, because it was all happening so fast and in real time and we didn't have time to do any of that, everything was just, you know, kind of happening on the fly. And I think our client was extremely appreciative of our willingness to just kind of dive in and just say, hey, you know, we're going to do this work. We're going to make it awesome. We'll figure out, you know, how to bill you. We'll figure out, you know, how all this stuff's going to work, you know, in the long run. But for now, it's it's all about capitalizing on the moment. And so, you know, we really look at our, our client relationships on a 20 year horizon. You know, it's not, you know, how can we get the most out of, you know, this project or, you know, this particular campaign, but you know, what is, what is, what are things going to look like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. And I think we took that approach with that client where it was just kind of like, you know, we're going to do this work. We'll figure out, you know, how to get paid later for it. Um, and, uh, and get all that stuff figured out. But, uh, I think that was, you know, a, a really successful campaign. And I think, a really good illustration of one of our core values, which is client love. And so it's all about, you know, going the extra mile for your client, treating your clients like people, not paychecks. Um, and, uh, you know, just trying to do good work for, for good people. Well, and how, like, how much does that culture that you mentioned earlier play into that? You know, if you're wanting to do this for the client, you're not necessarily thinking about, you know, building the hours and everything. And like, it took me five minutes to write that tweet or whatever, like <laughs> your, you know, your, your employees are also bought into that then as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, our core values are a huge part of, you know, who we are and, you know, kind of the, the, the gospel that we espouse, if you will. And uh, so one of those core values is get shit done. And um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, you know, making sacrifices and, and getting the work done and, and doing it well. And so, um, you know, and our tagline is challenge accepted. And so we like to say like, all right, you know, client comes to us with this, you know, real time thing that we got to capitalize on, you know, it's, it's going to be some late nights. There's you know going to be a lot of work involved. Uh, but this is a really cool opportunity for us as an agency. Um, you know, a lot of the people here are born and raised in Dallas. And so this was like, you know, a nice little moment in the sun for Dallas, you know, on a national yeah. level, although maybe it was a little bit embarrassing that we couldn't knock a tower down. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think everybody was just like, all right, well, we got to do it. This is fun. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, if people are happy and enjoying the work they do, I think they're willing to go that extra mile for our clients. And so, um, it really wasn't, it wasn't like difficult to get people to jump in and and have that mentality. It was more difficult to say, all right, we don't need all everyone working on this at once. Uh, (laughs) Everybody back off, back off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so let's talk a bit about those those clients. Who do you work with? What's the best fit for RBA? Yeah, so we like to say that we work with, uh, like our best work is done with challenger brands. And we like to define a challenger brand as brands with 
uh, ambitions that outpace their budgets and the passion to tackle their competitors. So, mm. um, you know, it's sort of a broad description, but I think it really fits us well because we really see ourselves as a challenger agency. Um, you know, we feel like we, you know, our creative is as strong as, you know, the big, you know, holding company agents, agencies. We feel like uh, our strategy is just as good. Our account service is, is just as good, if not better. Um, but, you know, obviously we don't have, you know, mega budgets that the Omnicoms and publicists, you know, agencies of the world have. And so mm-hmm. um, we really see ourselves as a challenger agency. So I think from a, a culture fit and a, you know, working relationship, I think we work with those types of brands really well. Um, you know, Golden Chick um, is a regional uh, fast food uh, fried chicken joint uh, here in the Texas Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Florida markets. They've got uh, a little over 200 locations. Uh, and so we, I think they're a perfect example of a great client for us um, because um, A, the relationship started out, you know, fairly slow. They, they brought us on to do a, a small breakfast campaign where they're rolling out breakfast at, you know, a certain number of locations and they brought us on to do that campaign. And then uh, they really liked our work. And so uh, they had a, a campaign last fall uh, that where they had uh, Fletcher's corny dogs, which Fletcher's are a, a big deal here in North Texas. Um, they were doing Fletcher's corny dogs uh, inside of Golden Chicks because uh, the State Fair of Texas was canceled due to COVID. And so uh, we did a you know really great job on that campaign. And again, it wasn't um, you know the budget. It was something that they didn't really have uh, planned for the year, so there wasn't a ton of budget. But we said, hey, you know, this is a great opportunity for us. It's a great opportunity for you guys. Uh, we're going to do the best work we can. Uh, and we'll, you know, worry about budgets later. And I don't mean that for the, you know, obviously we like to get paid and, you know, want to make a profit yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> but for us, again, it's, it's more, the relationship's more important and doing great work is more important. And so um, this year we actually were signed on to be Golden Chicks Digital Agency of Record. And so um, that relationship continues to to grow. You know, they're doing really well uh, from a business perspective. We like to think that, you know, we've helped contribute to that. Um, but they're, you know, they're not Chick-fil-A. Um, they're not, you know, as far as size, I think their food's better. Uh, they're not <laughs> raising canes, which is a, you know, bigger, you know, more, you know, still a regional chain, but, uh, you know, I think more locations than Golden Chick. Um, but they've got great food. They've got great people that work there. Um, you know, they may not have, you know, the national uh, prestige as, as a Chick-fil-A and the budgets, but, um, you know, we're working to get them there. And so yeah. uh, I think they're a really, really great fit for us. And um, yeah, they're a lot of fun to work with the product. Like I said, their food is excellent. Um, and um, yeah, they're doing great stuff and and we're happy to be along for the ride with them. Challenger brands. I love that. What a great, what a great definition. Oh, thank um, you. And, and that way it's not just a, a niche, like here's your, here's your niche that you're in that these are the only industries you want a specific kind of a brand. So, um, so yeah, I talk- think, Go ahead, I, was, I was just saying, yeah, I think, you know, if you read a lot of business books, they'll always say, you know, focus on, you know, something particular and a lot of agency stuff is like, you know, you need to focus on, you know, dental marketing or something like that. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that we got into the agency business in general is because we like working on different kinds of, of clients. You know, right. I like that, you know, if I've got a friend in real estate, I can talk to him about real estate. If I've got a friend in the QSR business, I can talk to him about the QSR business. If I got a friend in the wine business, I can talk to him about the wine business. You know, it's it's fun to get to work on all these different types of businesses and learn, you know, all the different aspects. And, and obviously there's a lot of commonalities there, right? But 
Um, for me, that's so much fun. So much of the fun of working in the agency world is working with different kinds of businesses and learning, you know, all about them. So, yeah. uh, I never wanted to be like, oh, we're going to be, you know, just a, a food agency or just a, you know, real estate agency or, or what have you. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, it, if you wanted to do that, you just go work for one company and that's all you would do. Right. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> so case, what are the, what are the, the pain points that you're seeing across your clients uh, in 2021 in particular? You know, I think, and this is probably true for a lot of people. I think there's still, um, you know, somewhat of a level of uncertainty um, just, you know, with COVID and everything. Um, you know, we as an agency took a, a really big hit in, uh, in March um, of 2020 when, you know, everybody was trying to, you know, figure out what the heck's going on. Uh, I think now, you know, that uncertainty is is definitely, it's still there, but I think people have now adapted to figuring out, okay, how do we, how do we live? How do we work in this COVID-19 world? And, you know, hopefully it'll be over soon, but I think uncertainty, um, you know, in, in any aspect, but in business especially is, is one of the most dangerous things. And so I think all of our clients are dealing with a bit of uncertainty. Um, but I think too, uh, you know, some of the challenges they're facing also is, you know, some of our clients, um, you know, maybe their, their digital profiles or their website, you know, were, you know, I don't want to say an afterthought, but, you know, weren't always uh, at the forefront of their mind. And so I think one of the challenges there is, is really bringing, you know, some clients into more of a 21st century mentality and, and where everything is digital um, just because, you know, right now, obviously, you know, things aren't really happening in person. Um, and um, you know, bring, yeah, bringing them into that mentality, but we've had clients that have really, you know, prospered during this time. One of our clients, uh, cookie society opened their first, they had been, uh, delivery only online and, uh, they opened their first brick and mortar location, uh, in March of, uh, or maybe it was April of 2020. So, you know, talk about taking a risk and they've, Oof. they've just been killing it. Uh, they were nice. named Oprah's favorite things, uh, this year, which was huge for them. Man. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, again, they have a, an outstanding product and, and they're outstanding people, but, um, you know, for them, I think uncertainty was almost an opportunity. So I think it's, um, one of my favorite phrases is, you know, every disadvantage has its advantages. And so I think you have to look at, okay, you know, we're a, a restaurant and, uh, you know, people aren't coming out to eat as much. How do we turn that into an opportunity and an advantage? And so I think one of our jobs as their agency is to help them, you know, get to that, get to that point. Not just clicks or conversions, but actually thinking about strategy and what to do next. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as much as, you know, the creative and the clicks and the impressions and conversions are all important. I think we also see ourselves, you know, somewhat of consultants and and really trying to help them think through every aspect of their business, not just the one little piece, you know, where we fit in. Yeah. Or where typical uh, agency fit in. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That, and that's And that's cool. I think that's a great way to also grow and scale to be able to do more than just the one single thing. So Case, um, I'm going to get to my last question here in just a minute, but I want to make sure everybody can get in touch with you, Case Phillips, and also RBA. Uh, where do you send folks to learn more about you and the agency? Yeah. So uh, our website is therbatherba.com. Uh, so that's a, a great place to learn about us, a lot of our work, you know, the clients we work with, et cetera. Um, feel free to email me. My email is case, K-A-C-E at the RBA.com. Uh, or you can, you know, send me an email on our, uh, forum on our website if, if you're a little bit less personal. Um, but that's a great way to get in touch with us. Cool. Uh, yeah. and I found, I found you on LinkedIn too. So you're there. Yeah. 
LinkedIn's always good. Yeah, LinkedIn, <laughs> social, um, yeah. all that stuff. We're on we're on all the all the social medias. Cool. All right. So let's have a little, let's have a little bit of fun now. Um, advice is a great thing to to dole out, um, but it isn't always the most simplest thing. Is always the biggest payoff. Sometimes the counterintuitive advice is the biggest payoff. So, is there anything you've learned over the years or advice that you've heard that seems counterintuitive at first, but once you embraced it, it was it. Like this is it. Yeah, and I think it's really. Um, I think just our approach to business, and and we're not unique in this uh, in any way. But I think a lot of companies still don't practice this mentality. But I think that we oftentimes sacrifice short-term gains for long-term wins. And mm-hmm. uh, I think you know a lot of that is seen you know through how we approach our company culture, how we approach our client relationships. Um, again, you know, it's it may seem counterintuitive to say you know, Hey, we'll you know, discount a project here or, Hey, you know, we'll, you know, just get this stuff done for our clients or, you know, we'll offer, you know, we offer, um, a hundred percent paid, uh, health insurance, you know, things like that, that are expensive in the short term. But I think in the long term, you know, pay, pay really, you know, much bigger dividends. Um, you know, treating your people right. Um, again, maybe more expensive in the short term, but in the long term, you know, you have people that stick around for, you know, hopefully 10, 20 years, and you know, as we all know, hiring and firing people is really expensive. So, um, you know, if you can retain great people, um, you know, treating your people right and the little bit of extra money it takes to do that in the short term is extremely valuable in the long term. And I think as well, you know, with client relationships, it's again, it's not about you know trying to go after every dollar. It's about you know what is what is our relationship with this client going to look like in five years, in ten years, in fifteen years. Uh, and again, it it may you know cut down on your margins, you know, in the short term. Uh, but in the long term, you know, if you treat them right, you know, um, people want to work with good people. And so I think that, um, you know, the money will come. It's just about doing the right things and, um, and uh, you know, keep doing the right things. So, yeah. Awesome. Case, great advice there. Uh, RBA is the brand and is the agency and Case Phillips is the guy. Case, thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars, my friend. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to, you know, keeping the conversation going and uh, yeah, appreciate all your time. Thanks for listening to the agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone, shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.